You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with their friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. Broadcasting from the David Hobbs Honda Studios and joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is NBC Sports Formula One analyst, David Hobbs. Welcome to the show, Tony. Well, Steve, the David Hobbs Honda Studio, I like the sound of that a lot. That must have cost us millions. (laughs) Well, Well, you know, it's amazing is, is, is all of the huge photos we have of you in the studio of your racing career and we got a big poster size one of greg uh your son who if you want to get <laughs> yeah. a good a good deal on a civic like tony dezino who's joining me in studio today uh it's the place to be well very good to be with you guys and uh thank you tony uh, do you like your civic i do i'm um, already one road trip in the books down to indy road america and more to come throughout the throughout the summer ahead so very much excited and looking forward to it it's been fun good well, I think that's enough plugging for the time. Today, <laughs> of course, uh, last, last... I know you didn't call me for that. <laughs> no, the Canadian Grand Prix, and it, uh, we've uh, there's been a Lewis, Lewis Hamilton sighting and Mercedes sighting back in the uh, circuit de Gilles Villeneuve in Montreal. And uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by the results, should we? No, because, you know, I mean, Lewis has broken a lot of records now. I mean, he's he's equaled um, <clears throat> Ayrton Senna's second all-time in pole position, 65. Uh, only three more to go, well, four more to go, and he will surpass the all-time pole. This is record of uh, Michael Schumacher with 60, if he gets 69 poles, which the way he's going at the moment he will. But, of course, you know, him and the circuit, Jules Villeneuve, seem to have an incredible affinity. That was his first ever pole position and his first ever win 10 years ago, which just doesn't seem like a blink of an eye to me. And he's now won it six times. He's been on a pole six times. So, yes, um, not an unexpected win. Um, but nevertheless, it was only just, I mean, he was three tenths quicker than Sebastian Bettel, who was on the front row with him. And um, on the second row was the, sec- was the other Ferrari of Kimi Raikkonen and Valtteri Bottas, who were thousands of a second apart. So, it looked like it was going to be a good race when the lights went out. And, and it was. I mean, you know, apart from the fact that Lewis Hamilton kind of drove off, the rest of the race was very eventful with uh, Max Verstappen making an absolute demon start in the third row, slashed by Sebastian Vettel going into turn one and whipped the end of Sebastian Vettel's wing off, which kind of uh, fixed his race right there and then. Um, however, that was... Um, a win-and-lose situation. It was a, a bit of a lose for Sebastian Vettel, who could have probably given Lewis a good run for his money. But uh, it meant he had to come in for a new wing at lap six. And then he carved his way through the field and, and, and got a magnificent um, fourth spot, which was really pretty outstanding drive. and Got him the Drive of the Day award and all the other stuff. But, um, but it did open the championship up a little bit. So all in all, I thought the Canadian race was, was pretty good. We did, unfortunately, lose Verstappen fairly early on with uh, a malady. We're not quite sure what, some sort of engine issue. Um, we lost him early on. 
but we saw some 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 pretty good drives from uh, a lot of drivers. Now, David, the Verstappen retirement did completely change the game almost because you had Vettel needing to come back after the pit stop. You, Raikkonen was a little further back at the time, and what presented itself was a massive battle for third that saw the Force India guys split strategy. Estepan Ocon had probably the drive of his career. got up to second. Um, but then a really interesting decision or lack thereof from the whole Force India. The, the two Force India drivers were battling, but they weren't able to get around Daniel Ricardo. It was a whole just bizarre sequence. I mean, when you were watching wow. that, what was kind of your your take as as it was evolving and Force India had this chance and then they blew it almost. Yeah, they did. Well, those drivers, you just can't trust them, and uh, they're they're a, a bad bunch. But yes, I mean, Force India had worked out a good strategy. Uh, Perez um, pitted fairly early on. Well, not fairly early on, but he, he pitted long before Ocon, who managed to make his tires last very well. And Ocon pitted, and he had about 20 laps in hand on his tires. And unfortunately for him, Perez, his teammate, made it impossible for him to get by. And the team's plan had been he should attack Daniel Ricciardo in the Red Bull, who had the, the hardest of the three compounds on available. And I think that, quite honestly, Ocon, given a clear run, would have got Ricardo, and he would have got a podium for uh, the Force India team, and obviously his first podium, which would have been fantastic. And it would have kept, as far as Mercedes are concerned, Mercedes are all ticked off about it because it would have kept Vettel back at least one, if not two, spots, which would be great for the points situation. So um, I thought that, um, but uh, you know, I mean, Drivers are selfish, and they are, always are going to be selfish, and they hate driving to orders. And I notice that Force India have kind of lowered the rhetoric and said, well, we let them drive and blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you what, I've been in that driver's briefing or debrief after the race on Sunday night. There were some pretty harsh words spoken, and um, Perez will now be kind of on, uh, on notice. And, you know, Ocon... He's still only 20. Um, it's his first. I mean, he, he drove in Formula 1 last year a, a bit. But boy, he's come on this year, and he mm -hmm. was quick all weekend. And I think that he's going to be giving Sergio Perez a hell of a run for his money before the year's out. And, uh, you know, I, I suspect he'll be on lots of people's shopping lists. Uh, last last, uh, last week's show, I mentioned how uh, I thought you made a really interesting analysis on Canadian driver Lance Stroll about him coming into F1 this year as opposed to one of the other years with the changes that came aboard this year with the bigger tires, more horsepower, whatnot. And it, it, it seems like last week he might have finally, maybe for the first weekend, actually felt a little comfortable in a car with him getting his best finish of the year. Well, I must say that Lance Stroll hasn't impressed me a lot this year. Um, he, uh, but he has struck a particularly bad year. You know, Verstappen came in from basically the same formula. Mm -hmm. um, and when he drove, the difference between the, the cars he had been driving, the Formula 3 cars and the Formula 1, was nothing like as graphic as it is now, with the, with the bigger, much bigger tires, wider cars, lower cars, more downforce. So suddenly the speed differential is significant. And I was on, you know, some of those onboard 
with uh, Lance Stroll last week. Really showed very good restraint, too. I mean, he was trying to be quick, knew where to go fast, and didn't min it. I mean, he didn't throw it in the wall. He didn't do anything stupid. And he's only, what is he, 18? Yeah. Um, he's the second youngest point scorer. I, I didn't know that. What? Exactly. There you go. Uh, yeah. He's even younger than Vettel when he scored his first points. No, Vettel was the youngest. At the, right. So he should US be the next Grand youngest. Place, but he'll be next. But, I mean, the fact, the fact was, he drove a really good race with his head because in a home in front of a home crowd, the temptation to, you know, go for broke must have been very, very tempting. But he did a, a really good job at restraining himself. And I thought he drove a nice race. He, he really did. I thought, um, I thought he drove very well. It was the best race I've seen him drive. And um, because he was going fast enough uh, to be competitive and not uh, being stupid. So I thought I thought he drove a very good race. All things considered, a good job of damage limitation by Williams because they lost Felipe Massa in a first oh, lap crash, yeah. which was yeah, that was which was scrum. brutal. I mean, it looked yeah. like Carlos Sainz came out of nowhere to to knock him out there. It was one of the more bizarre first lap incidents I've seen, and and that track is prone to it, but not at that and not at that portion of the track. Usually, it's turn one and two, uh, not turns three and four so much. Yeah. Speaking of heartbreak, you know, Massa's was at the start of the race, and Fernando Alonso once again at the end of the race. My goodness. Uh, can you imagine? It's like it's not even a surprise anymore. But it's just like, what does he have to do? I mean, it was just watching that. It, you couldn't believe that it was happening again, even though this is what's been happening all season. I know, and you know, as a Honda dealer, I just find the whole thing tragic because <laughs> the loss of face in Japan must be getting pretty hideous now because it's clear that they don't have any answers. They were supposed to have. Uh, the new power unit for Canada. And not only is it did not appear, it now doesn't appear as if it's, go it's going to appear for some time um, because they have a very basic engineering issue. They have a, a severe vibration problem with the engine. And so you, you don't fix things like basic engine vibration simply. It's, it's not a good, it's not a good problem to have. And, um, until they fix that, they, they don't get reliability or power. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Honda are in a very tricky situation. And McLaren, for three years now, have been saying, yeah, we're standing by them, we're going to stand by them. But, I mean, it's suddenly, you know, in the last three weeks, the talk has turned dramatically to, well, when we said we're going to stand by them, what we really meant was we're not. We're going we're gonna to look for alternatives. And... Um, you know, I gather they are negotiating with Mercedes. <clears throat> um, now, whether Mercedes are going to just, you know, calmly supply um, McLaren with another power unit, having been dumped for Honda a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, who knows? I mean, it's not easy. It's like people saying, well, <clears throat> Fernando Alonso can't drive for McLaren anymore. He's going he's gonna to go somewhere else. Yeah, but where? Where? Yeah. It just there's nowhere to go. I mean, they keep on saying Renault, but I, I just does he really get excited over that? I don't think so. Feels like a tribute act, no? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you get excited over Renault. No. Um, I mean, the Renault is in the hands of Hulkenberg. At least is showing some signs of Renaissance, um, and he has been up there with the Red Bulls a couple of times. But the car is obviously not a patch on Red Bull. 
Right. Um, um, obviously, they got the same power unit. But, um, yeah, unless they, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Alonso wants to win championships, and he, there's nowhere to go that's going to win him a championship. The only place he can go is Mercedes or Ferrari. I mean, I don't think either of those teams have got openings for him. Or we can, we, can, we can start the Team Penske uh, sports car uh, <laughs> rumor right here, right? Uh, the, yeah. the the photo of the weekend was Sir Patrick Stewart drinking out of Daniel Ricardo's shoe. Now, <laughs> now we all know that Lee Diffie would would do that in a second would drink from Daniel Ricardo's shoe. But between you and Matchett, which one of you two would drink out of Daniel Ricardo's shoe? Well, I don't know, but I can tell you it wouldn't be, and that wouldn't be me. <laughs> okay, so we'll put Diffie down for a definite yes. Uh, yes. and then Matchett, we're not sure about fifty fifty. How's that? I think Matchy will put that a maybe. Yeah. Maybe, okay. <laughs> well, David, we certainly appreciate you taking time out, talking Formula One with us. And uh, okay. what, what's coming up next on the calendar? Well, uh, obviously. In, I know yeah, what it is, but I can't say it. Well, next, <laughs> <laughs> next coming up next coming up on the immediate calendar is dinner oh, down yes. here in Florida. And then uh, a trip back to Wisconsin for the summer. Um and I'll be back a few days, and then I'll be turning around and going back to Stamford, Connecticut for the Baku race, which is a very different kettle of fish to Canada or Monte Carlo. Yes. Um, a magnificent-looking city from what I've seen of it on the, on the video, um, but a long way from Canada. Uh, Le Mans, of course, is coming up next weekend on another channel. Um, I was invited to do it, but I... I declined because it's a pretty busy year. And then uh, You know, just I think did, of the irony... You're not in Le Mans, but A.J. Foyt is. A good well, point. there you go. I mean, <laughs> the world is a strange place. It but is. Of course, it's, it is 50 years since that magnificent yes. win with the, uh, with the Mark IIs at, at, uh, at Le Mans when, of course, Dan Gurney mm-hmm. first shook the bottle of champagne and sprayed the crowd, and um, it's obviously been the thing to do now in uh, on the podium ever since. But that... Hard to believe that is 50 years ago. Really time, is. Time and, flies. Um, does. It does. Especially when you're having fun. Yes. But time doesn't fly when you're at David Hobbs Honda buying a Honda. <laughs> it's a joyful experience that you just oh, want to oh soak God, up. That's very good. That's, yes. that's good. I, I couldn't have said that better myself. Very good, David. Thank you so All much, right. and we'll talk to you in the, ne- in the next few weeks. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, and, Dave. Uh, have a good show. That Bye. was Thank you, David Hobbs on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, and you've been listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove from the David Hobbs Honda Studios in Hales Corners, Wisconsin. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 